Welcome to Idea Gym. I'm Sheldon. And I'm Jeff. And we have an idea sparked by our last episode with Josh Kaufman about pre-commitment that we want to share with you guys. We want to explore just a little deeper. What's the idea, Jeff? The big thing is, we over the years, we've all struggled with committing to something and then sticking with it. We all set New Year's resolutions and only 2% of people actually continue with New, New Year's resolutions. So we know this isn't just an us problem. It's a very common problem. But we shouldn't have to struggle with sticking with something anymore. And this one tool that Josh Kaufman talked to us about, which is this pre-commitment tool, is going to help you and us get much better at sticking with the things we try to do, whether that's building a new skill, developing a new habit, or just setting up a new routine in our life. This is a great tool to use. Yeah. If you didn't listen to the last episode, we had Josh Kaufman on author, especially from his book. He's written several books, but uh, the first 20 hours, how to learn anything fast. He has an amazing YouTube video, TED talk, I should say, go watch that. Um, but he, we went to some depth about this idea about pre-commitment. I don't know. It resonated with us. We were discussing why, like, why does it feel like this is powerful? And we talked about a lot of reasons, but one that stuck out to me is it was a good filter to figure out what it is I really want to do by pre-committing to these 20 hours, right? Jeff and I are both people. I know I am. I like, I want to do everything. <laughs> I want to, I want to try everything. Right. But of yeah. course that's not possible. You know, when I, when I do this filter of what well, am I willing to commit 20 hours to it, all of a sudden that list gets a lot smaller. <laughs> yes. Am I willing to commit 20 hours over the next 30 days to learning this new skill? And if the answer is no, then it's probably not worth learning in the first place, what Josh tells us. And you're like, oh my gosh, it was like this revelation. As we were talking about it, I think it really stood out to us that we've been using this tool a lot in our lives, this tool of pre-commitment and not realizing it. And now we can use it with much more intention. I think that's the beauty of learning some of these principles is not just using them naturally, but using them intentionally. Intentionally, uh, right. Yes. So that that's what we hope to help you learn today is how to use this process of pre-commitment intentionally so you can learn things easier and you don't have to suffer through the guilt of starting something and not finishing it. It clarifies that, which is another one of the big reasons we don't continue doing things. And it's like, oh, the yeah. person who said they wanted to write a book, they wrote for 10 days and then never wrote again and felt really bad guilty for the next 40 years, right? So hopefully we can avoid those moments in your life by learning this quick trick. It's We call it the shortcut to succeeding at a new skill, really. Yeah. Well, we were talking about how many times when we don't accomplish something, we just beat ourselves up, right? But it's less about willpower and more about this pre-commitment. It's like we don't have a clear destination in mind. We kind of get this nebulous. I want to lose weight. <laughs> I want to... Yes. <laughs> Or even sometimes if it's it's clear, it's this lofty goal, right? But pre-committing is, is not to, you know, I'm going to be a concert pianist. It's I'm going to spend at least 20 hours committing to get past that initial frustration of not knowing what you're doing, feeling like you're stupid, <laughs> of not being very good at it. It's just the pre-commitment to get past that, that, that the major hurdle. Yes. And there's this I wouldn't say a false belief, but there's this definite understanding going around that it takes 10,000 hours or more to gain an expertise in any given thing. And this kind of helps us reassign that, give it some more reality and realizing 
maybe we're not, our goal isn't necessarily to be a concert pianist. Maybe we just want to learn how to play the piano, right? Like, <laughs> yes, if you want to be a concert pianist, 10,000 hours might be your goal. But if you just want to learn how to play the piano and get started, the first 20 hours is more important than the 10,000 hours. That's kind of yeah. what Josh Kaufman's whole philosophy on this is, is it's not going to require 10,000 hours to get started and get good at something just to become a world-class expert. So if you want to be a world-class expert, well, plan your, plan your 10,000 hours. But if you just want to get started on something and see if you like it, take this pre-commitment to 20 hours. It's really good. Yeah. One of the big obstacles that keeps us from jumping into something is this fear of the unknown and fear of failure, fear of looking stupid, right? And you think about it in a little kid, well, they don't know anything, right? <laughs> Naturally, they don't have this fear because they had never learn and grow anything, right? But as adults, I feel that something that we struggle with is just we get stuck in this rut of, well, I don't know how to do that because I haven't done it. Therefore, it's difficult. Therefore, I'm not going to try because it's <laughs> it's kind of this uh, uh, vicious circle where it's like you don't know, so you don't do because you don't do, you don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, we use that as an, as an excuse constantly. It's, well, I don't know how. Yeah. Well, that's literally everyone who starts anything, right? I mean, <laughs> they, they don't know how to do it at first. They have to learn. Yeah. So we, we want to debunk that belief right now and just say, we can never use that as an excuse again. And pre-commitment is going to help you do that because you're saying, okay, I don't know how to do it, but I'm at least committed to working this much time on learning how, right? Yeah. But just the so. premise of his whole book is that it doesn't take the... 10,000 hours. You can become reasonably skilled enough to know that you either continue or not in 20 hours and, and most things. Learning a language even. Yes. Well, and that and that, that brings you to the second major false belief that we have around this concept is that I'm afraid to fail, right? I'm afraid to mm -hmm. fail. I've seen in the past that I don't stick with things. I think using our past as a measure is a mistake a lot of times because it's it's using our past self, which we can grow beyond, right? So it's, it, we're definitely limiting ourselves anytime we say like, well, I've done this in the past. Well, just because you've done it in the past doesn't mean you can't improve now, right? You can't be better now. So um, I'm afraid to fail is something that this pre-commitment helps you overcome as well, because you've already decided that, hey, at 20 hours, if I don't want to do this anymore, I can quit. And that's okay. And I'll, and I won't carry the guilt because really what we're afraid of is the guilt that will follow failing. It's like, ah, uh, I tried and I didn't do it. And, you know, I'm just a big quitter. You know, I yeah. set my new year's resolution. I only lasted five days working out at the gym and <laughs> whatever, or two days or whatever John Acuff talks about as the, the day after perfect to the day. Most people quit on day two of their resolution because they, they do it the first day. And then the next day they miss it. And then from there, there's like, oh, well, I wasn't perfect at it. So I'm moving on. <laughs> Think of how many times we haven't tried something because we've talked, you literally, it's that discouraging voice. It's like, oh, you, you know, you're not really going to stick with it. Like you're yeah. going to fail. <laughs> you, your mind has pre-decided like you're not going to yeah. stick with this. So yeah. Why, not, You've why even decided start? To, yeah, exactly. Give yourself a chance to fail. To. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, Pre-commit yourself. Hey, I, no matter what, I'm pre. I'm going to try it, and if I fail, so be it. <laughs> but uh, that's that's a big part of this too. What's the last one that we were talking about? Takes too long to to learn a new skill. Yes, which is just bunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we use Actually, that a lot. We use that excuse a lot. It, we, yeah, the time it will take to do something, we let it stop us from doing all kinds of things. 
I'm not sure, Jeff. I have a story we were talking about of something that happened recently that I think illustrates this well. But did we define what pre-commitment is? No, but go ahead. Define it. <laughs> <laughs> define So, I mean, I guess you could look it up if you've read his book or whatnot. But in a nutshell, pre-commitment to me is like the decision to decide almost. You know, <laughs> it's like in his book, he talks about the process. And if you psychologically know you're going to have these hurdles. You know it's going to get rough around this point. You know it's going to you're going to feel frustrated at this point when you you know enough to know that you're not doing it right. <laughs> right? Yes. But haven't what did they say the to... three hour mark? It's about the three hour <laughs> so, mark typically that you run into that frustration. So just expect frustration. it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And pre-committing is you know twenty hours is what he says, right? And if you're not willing to commit twenty hours, is it really worth doing at all? <laughs> <laughs> that's what he's saying. And I, like I said, there, it, my list whittles down significantly, but often it's not that I'm not willing. I just not right now, right? Life and work and responsibilities are such that I'm choosing to not spend 20 hours to try this new thing, and which is fine. And I yeah. totally plan on many things that someday doing, who knows if I will, maybe I, maybe that's not pre-committing. <laughs> but right now you're committed elsewhere, right? I'm committed elsewhere, right? Yeah. So pre-commitment, choosing a certain amount of, I like a time because often if we choose a goal, you know, read this book or lose yeah. this much weight, but more of like, I will read two chapters, right? Yes. And heck or high water, I've committed to that. And then after two chapters, if the book's really not that helpful, Give yourself permission to quit and not feel guilty about not finishing the book, right? There's yeah. probably, we talked about this in another episode. There's probably enough to get the one idea that's really important for you anyway. <laughs> yeah. Cut your losses, right? <laughs> you, you committed to two chapters. So what I like about this and what we, we've termed it, it's a pre-commitment to a lower limit, meaning I'm yes. going to do at least this much of any given thing, whether that's reading a book or learning a new skill or building a new habit. And once you reach that point, you have a lot more clarity on whether or not you want to continue. And it really gives you, it releases you from any guilt of quitting something. Um, it gives you permission to quit, but it also gives you enough experience to know whether you should continue. And I think that's the biggest part of this is it gives you a fork in the road to say, okay, now I can choose which path I want to take and I don't have to regret it one way or another. I, I love that part of this because I think it's too, too many of us carry around guilt on our shoulders of what we we could have done or what could have been yeah. because I didn't put this effort in then. And we all use this past excuse that limits our future, which is unfortunate. So I'd say use this to your advantage here. Yeah. I think a powerful way to pre-commit is to put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> Sometimes yes. it's a double-edged sword. I think about like with my kids and stuff and they want to try this or they try that. And it's like, okay, we are signing you up for this two month. My son just did a, a tennis. He's just like, sounds fun. It's like, okay, we signed him up for a two week summer tennis program. Right. And he loved it. And at the same time, how many times of our children or us, it's like you get into it and, and the first few days are hard because yeah. again, you don't know what you're doing. You're not skilled at anything yet. Right. You feel well, dumb. <laughs> committed. Yeah. Right. You've committed to the two weeks. And I think about like some races I've, I've paid for, even though myself or my, you know, it's like hesitant to, to try it. Cause I wasn't sure I was up to that, <laughs> but I've committed. I paid the money yeah. for it. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the beauty, right? Pre-commitment can come in many forms. I think with marathons and Spartans and other types of <laughs> athletic events, it's nice to just put the money down and say, well, <laughs> yeah, I've got to put class. that much money in. 
maybe that's maybe that's a sh- the shortcutting the shortcut here, Jeff. Is whatever skill, whatever it is, find a class. It's just, you know, not like forever lessons in violin in <laughs> perpetuity, right? But I mean, find something that's two months and it's a certain amount of money, and you commit to it. Yeah, pay the money. You know, you have two months to figure out whether it's like you're going to do it or you're not. And I think that's a good filter to decide if it's important enough for you to try to commit, right? Yeah. Like, would I be willing to put $100 towards this skill, right? Would I be willing to put 20 hours towards this skill or this this habit or whatever it looks like? So I love that. But you had a great example of this whole principle that you just recently went through that you were telling me about. So share the story here. What? (laughs) Tell us your pre-commitment pattern. (laughs) Right, right. So my wife's family does a family union each year. And for the last few years, me and my wife, we try and bring something fun to do, some craft, some activity that's new each year, right? And this last year, uh, I've seen YouTube videos and things like that about the concrete casting, right? Making things with concrete because it just sounds fun. I've always wanted to do stuff with concrete. And I was like, this is the year. (laughs) I'm going to do it, right? And I had a definite date. I had to have everything ready and prepared before the family reunion. And I started getting into it. And I'll be honest, like everything in life, what you think is fairly simple, once you start to get into it, you realize there's like a lot more to it. (laughs) Right? And so the first few hours, like, it's like you start researching. And I didn't have anybody to lean on. I didn't have a neighbor or friend who's done this. And I was like, show me how. Right? So. Right. I just started researching online, but I was committed to do it just because I'd already told my kids about it and my wife about it. And everyone was like, that sounds fun. We should do that. Well, I've committed to them that I'm going to do it. Right. <laughs> and I have a date and I get going and Jeff and I were talking about, he's like, well, how long did it take? And I was like, well, I did all the research, bought some stuff, did more research, bought a few more things, tried it out as a family once didn't turn out that great. But I had enough information to figure out what to change, what to fix, tried it again. Really only twi- tried it twice before going to family union, but it was enough. And he's like, how, well, how long did that take? And I was like, about 20 hours. <laughs> <laughs> Got to the family union. It's one of those things that I was like, am I the only person who thinks this is fine? Or is everybody else going to think this is ridiculous, right? <laughs> but everybody loved it. It was funny because I could see these lights bulbs come on in people's mind where it's like they'd seen stuff like that before thought it was cool but i had never known how to do any of that but we did it together as a family in minutes and in their mind it was a switch of something hard and difficult they've never done to i can do this and other people since have gone on to do more probably no more than i do now (laughs) right (laughs) and done some cool stuff and it's just it's fun it's like you get past that hurdle Um, I can do this and lo and behold, you can. Yeah. That's, I I think that's the big, maybe one of the biggest takeaways from this pre-commitment is, is getting to the point with anything that you're trying to learn to say, I can do this now. It's not even saying you're a master, right? 20 hours isn't enough to master anything, but it is enough to get you started and feeling comfortable learning more. And you'll know by that time, whether you want to continue doing it. Right. So what are you guys doing? Are you going to keep going with the casting? Yeah. Now we've got some uh, some youth activities with my church group we've got planned and some new things, some some bigger and, and larger things I want to try for next year. Boom. New skill right there. <laughs> new skill. 
didn't take you 10,000 hours. Bam. It did not. <laughs> and all these people are already enjoying it. I, I love this whole principle. I think it's huge. It's funny that you've, you've probably already been using this pre-commitment in your life with certain things. You just didn't realize that it was that simple. And, and the times I can look back at the times that I've failed at sticking with things. And almost always it has a pre-commitment issue with it. It's not so much a willpower issue as it was that I wasn't committed to more time. I wasn't committed to doing it longer term. And the times when I have accomplished what I wanted to is almost always because I had a pre-commitment or some deadline or something I was, you know, I had paid for, or I had accountability partners that I was working with. So those pre-commitment patterns are going to be huge for you in, in overcoming what we like to use as excuses, right? I don't know what I'm doing. I'm afraid to fail. Uh, it would take too long. <laughs> like those are all things yeah. we use all the time. Yeah. And this kind of gets rid of all of those. Yeah. So if you go back to our episode, we talked about upper and lower limit. In my mind, this is basically giving yourself a lower limit on committing to an idea or a habit or a goal, right? And the more you can define what that is, it's like, okay, I've committed to this amount of time or I've committed to these many chapters. This is a definite lower limit goal to bare minimum get past those hurdles of fear and anxiety and, and feeling stupid like you don't know what you're doing. And then... Yeah. You're more like you're that much more likely to do it. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great point. And I think it's kind of the core of this is giving yourself a lower limit, something you know you can accomplish or are committed to accomplishing at least and entrusting in that. And if you're not willing to commit to that 20 hours or whatever it may be, just don't feel guilty about it. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I think this should be almost like a filter for realizing what it is you really want. You know, yeah. rather than feeling guilty for, you know, it's like, I, I'm not even willing to spend 20 hours on this, right? <laughs> don't, yeah. don't, don't look at it like that, but like as a filter to figure out what it is you're willing to commit to, what you really want to commit to. And then yeah. it frees you up your mind of that guilt of that mental stress of, you know, yes and no, will I, won't I? No, you've decided. Yeah. And, and I, you just brought up a good point in my mind actually is to all you would be entrepreneurs or business builders. We've built several businesses now over the years, and I've been using that filter for a long time. I get, I have ideas for businesses all the time, but the ones I pursue are the ones that really persist in my mind. And I say to myself, I would be willing to spend X amount of days to months, even years, potentially executing this plan to get it going, to put it into motion. And if you can't say that, then you should probably move on to a different <laughs> thing first, right? <laughs> pick a different task, pick a different skill, pick a different yeah. business, because you'll inevitably hit the blocks of oh, this is too hard, or I don't want to do this. And you've got to be able to push through those. So that pre-commitment is going to help you do that. I think about, say, <laughs> big picture, life, you know, parenthood, my spouse, right? I am yes. committed to my relationship. So regardless of the difficulties, the challenges, like the weaknesses, <laughs> right? My commitment the pumps in the road. Is, yeah, is, is great enough that, yeah, I will do do what I can to overcome my my failings and be a decent person to live with and you know, forgive mistakes and right? It's like I feel like if your commitment is large enough, the obstacles don't matter. Yes. Right? Yeah. Oh, and the other thing I like about this and what you just pointed out is that you're committed to progress, not perfection, which 
that's that's a common phrase we use on our show is progress, not perfection. And I think this really helps you do that. It's not saying you have to be perfect at this. You don't have to become a concert pianist. You don't have to become an NBA basketball player, like, or you don't have to become the best husband on the planet earth. Like the goal is just, I'm committed to improving consistently. Any other thoughts you have on this one? I like everything. We could wrap all down forever, but we'll keep this one short. Yes. (laughs) So with that, the one action step that we always give you at the end of our show today is to commit yourself to 20 hours of practicing some skill or task and, and giving yourself a minimum. If 20 hours is too much for you, do 10. Like we always say, like use the modified version that works for you. But I think in the end, it's it's more about committing, pre-committing and accomplishing that task. Now, 20 hours is a decent one because it's going to take you about a month. This is a pretty good measure, measuring stick. And this is particularly about like a skill acquisition, right? I think yes. there are other things perhaps in the realms of, of habits or like we said, a, a book you want to read, something that is not necessarily 20 hours, but there's right. a certain level of commitment that I think can be a threshold for us to decide. Yeah. Okay, I, I have told myself I'm willing to spend this much money and this much time. Therefore, I, I am committed to get past those those hurdles, you know? Yeah. Like we always say, the next step is always action, which means the first step is really decision and pre-commitment helps you make that decision. Thank you all for listening. The audience is growing. We're super excited about it. If you liked this episode, please go share it with a friend. Let us know how you liked it. We'd love a review. Go put it on your favorite podcasting app. And by the way, we have some free giveaways on our website. You should go check it out. One is Who Not How, a book written by Dan Sullivan and Ben Hardy. Fantastic book. We've been using those principles and they're very effective. (laughs) Right, Sheldon? Saved us oodles of time. (laughs) Who Not How, Jake, thank you very much. There's someone who reached out to me and suggested someone to have on the show. We're going to get them on the show. So if you have somebody you want us to get on the show, we're pretty persistent. (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely so let us know we've had tons of great interviews lately and uh, we'd love to have some more so send your suggestions our way thank you have a great day and uh, go put an idea to work